You're listening to Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, episode 122. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Crack Pack Like a Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 122. Ciento Well, we are Crack Pack Lacking to you in here today with a topic on beating to your own drum in life. I think we're going to talk about things. Beat it to your own drum. Beat it to life. your own drum. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about things like uh, being yourself, uh, being who God made you to be. Uh, how peer pressure can or, and or maybe um, family norms can affect um, being who you want to be in life and things like that. So I think it's going to be a pretty good topic. What y'all think, fellas? Yeah, man, it's uh, always nice to get together and have these chit chats. Um, you know, today's I think it's going to be an interesting topic. You know, we all know people who have been super conforming in nature, and you know, we all I'm sure just spitting out this topic, somebody pops in our head saying, oh, look, this reminds me of so-and-so. So I think it'll be a fun time today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, ready to find out if you guys are a snare, bass drum, cymbal, hi-hat, <laughs> you know. What are we, what are we clinging Cowbell. on? Cowbell. Cowbell. More cowbell. Are you more cowbell? Are you more bass drum? I mean, what, what kind of drum are we beating? Hot dog? Unfortunately, all I can think of is Craig's Would You Rather whenever he was playing. That's true. It doesn't matter what instrument <laughs> it is, man. He's the best at that <laughs> Oh, y'all are funny. <laughs> uh, but before we uh, steer our way into the topic here, I'm going to throw it over to old Johnny. Well, the would you rather? All right, guys. Would you rather use a screwdriver or use a hammer? So what's it going to be, hot dog? Screwdriver or a hammer? Well, I don't know. Sometimes I think in my personality trait, I can bring the hammer, but it takes a long time for me to get there. I don't really know what the emphasis of this is, but I'm going a screwdriver. And I think it's more because I'm kind of subtle in my ways with, with things. And um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. Also, it brings me to some handiwork I did this uh, past weekend, Craig, that John knows about. I don't think you've had the ability oh. to hear this story yet. Mm-hmm. Do I strike you as handy, Craig? No. You're not Craig. <laughs> I don't know yet. I mean, I, I, you strike me as somebody who would be interested in learning about how to be handy. That, that's probably a fair assessment. Like, bring up the YouTube video and maybe go to go? Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't consider myself super handy, but more than that I would probably meet. So You probably had to use some tools for that. Yeah, I did. That's what made me think. Screwdriver okay. and hammer. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, long story short, got a lamp at the tiny house up there. I've been in North Carolina for the last five, six days, and... The lamp doesn't work. Got in there and I was like, man, I'm surprised, man. We're getting these five-star reviews on the house. How has no one notified me that this lamp doesn't work? So, um, 
It needed a socket to be replaced. You familiar with this at all? Oh, in the lamp itself? Yeah, the oh, inner wow. workings. So I was like, huh. You know, typical Matthew fashion, I will admit, I'm like, okay, who do I know who could fix this? <laughs> um, I've gotten those calls before. Yeah, they got a, they got an Ace Hardware in there. You know, do I need to just bring the lamp in there and be like, hey, we need the socket. Can you do it? And Alexandra is a, hey, I'm going to watch the video on the YouTube mm. and we'll figure it out. And I'm also thinking, man, there's electrical stuff going on here. And I'm saying this on air. Probably shouldn't because I'm now admitting to it. But I'm like, huh, what if we, we wire it wrong and the freaking house burns down. There's people in the house who are going to get a lawsuit and they're going to be like, hey, man, uh, this started after forensics because of the lamp. And <laughs> did you know how man, to... Man, this is an in-depth... <laughs> did you uh, know how to fix the lamp? I was kind of going on a story here. How did you know wife. the lamp was broken? Well, listen to the podcast and they told me it was. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, huh. So I was kind of like, I don't know if we should fix it ourselves. But I come around to... to okay. Alexander's right. Let's go try to fix it ourselves. We do back and forth, change the socket out, had to use some pliers, had to use screwdriver. And Alexander looked at me and was like, huh, I think in complete shock that I knew how to use tools because I normally am one that's like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, but I don't know if I want to spend all this time trying to do it. So let's get someone else. But the little socket, the finishing piece was the screw, putting the screwdriver, little Phillips head action in there. And the lamp works. I'll let that sucker run for hours just because <laughs> you do i actually called my man lowry and said hey israel i had a question and he's very handy on stuff uh, is this how we gotta do it he's like dude it's two wires just put them together and i did so we'll see what happens see if it was done right but that is where i went when i said screwdriver hammer screwdriver came through for me right there That's Whew. Awesome. that was a long answer what was the original question? I'm going to make sure I answer this right. That was beautiful. Was that the whole topic for it's today? It's like, am I a screwdriver or a hammer, or am I more likely to use a screwdriver or hammer? That's where I went with that. I don't know I like where it. he was going. He yeah. had nothing to say other than some ill-intended thoughts over so, there. Just based on the overarching <laughs> principles of what the discussion was, I agree. I, that's a, I would say a screwdriver because I tend to be a little more overanalyzing i kind of you know go down into the details and i even it even slows me down sometimes but i'll get the instructions and i'll nitpick it and then a little more into the meticulous tedious things whereas my wife's more of a bull in china cabinet hammer like rip the box open start putting stuff together without even looking at the instructions i'm like whoa you know and so you know the lamp situation she would have just gone and bought a new lamp yeah, so, I, I, I consider I consider yeah. that. I actually went and looked at a lamp. It's um, sometimes it's whereas maybe a I would decision. Have, I would have tried to figure it out myself probably. And mm -hmm. for a short, so I'm gonna go screwdriver. Okay, That's you, bro. Screwdriver. Here. Thank you, Greg. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> My fellow screwdriver. Y'all went in deep on this one. We had to after all your antics that, that people could not see. <laughs> Man, I would say I'm gonna be the hammer, or I'm gonna use a hammer. Um, I'm not super handy at fixing things. Uh, I try to do that some stuff. I was talking with Hot Dog whenever he's talking about his project, and a lot of times I'll have to go back and forth to the hardware store because I don't have what I needed. But if it's just a nail and I can smash it in, or if it's something that I need to break apart, I can do that pretty easily. So I would just say, like it, like uh, MC Hammer, it's hammer time. Let's go. Thanks for thinking the Texas. Hammer. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> well. That was pretty good, John. Uh, randomness. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> very thought provoking. One of those times I wish we had this. It was very thought provoking, apparently. <laughs> Got some story time out of it. And I think it kind of leads us into the topic of um, beating to your own drumming life and kind of are you a hammer or are you a screwdriver? And or what type? So I think that's a pretty good question. And the first thing that came to my mind is I do think it's pretty important in life to be yourself and coupling with that i think that takes you down a road of in order to be yourself you got to kind of figure a little bit about uh you know 
who you believe God created you to be. And I think that's something that obviously evolves over time and we see over time with different interests, thoughts, and how our relationship with God um, changes. But I kind of go to the importance of if you're going to beat your own drum in life, you got to be comfortable being yourself. What do y'all think? Yeah, you know, I agree. And, you know, it brings me back to something that I talk about a lot, you know, my kids. You know, you you think back to how you you behaved growing up and how your friends behaved growing up and you look at the different personalities and all of the things that went into that and i guess i probably forgot a lot of that um, but now watching my kids and seeing how they interact and how things are so important to them or they're so special or they're so um devastating whenever things occur to them that it's it's something that i think you know, when we start off, we all have these different paths and we all kind of do beat to our own set of drums there. And I think over time that, you know, that kind of evolves where people start getting self-conscious of, well, they might laugh at me or they might do, you know, make fun of me for whatever I'm saying or doing here. But it's just interesting to see that the the young, naive and the, the, the childlike nature that it just completely doesn't even care about that uh, and they just do whatever they do so I think it's an innocence that is just uh, a great thing and you know I'm living it right now with the kids so I get to, to cherish that moment but you know I think at some point that everybody kind of gets uh, narrowed into different pathways uh, for whatever reason so I don't know that's just what popped into my head whenever we started talking yeah Steve man you took the words out of my mouth I wrote the childhood to adulthood and it's true you know God as Matt said, calls us to be our true self. And he often says to be like a child. And I think if you think about it, it's probably because as a childhood, we have all these dreams and fantasies and we're not letting the world tell us what we can and can't do. We're just doing what feels good and right, makes us feel happy and who our true selves are. And then as we go through life, the world starts putting restrictions. The world starts criticizing and ridiculing and telling you what's right and what's wrong without and taking that spirit away. And so I think it's uh, a challenge for all of us to really come back to our roots and find out what truly makes us feel alive, you know, beating to our own drum. You know, sometimes I think we're, we're playing the drum set wide open and other times we're just sitting there and, you know, we're listening. We're scared to get on the drum set because, you know, we're stuck in this rut and somehow. So I think we all beat to our own drum in some sense. I mean, Steve, you, you know, I think you beat to your own drum. Dude, I found it super interesting, John's comments on this. And I literally wrote down, John has no problem being himself. So apparently we don't know John well enough here, uh, correct? <laughs> It's like all kids aren't afraid to dance, sing, laugh, and go nuts. Yeah. But a lot of adults are afraid to sing, laugh, dance, go crazy, and let that out because of the... I guess as a child, when you're impressionable in those years two to five, and you do something outlandish, and your parents say, no, that's bad, no, that's bad, no, that's bad, don't do, don't do, subconsciously as a child, you hear that as, that's not right, that's bad. And the parents just want you to be quiet so they don't get a bunch of people staring at them like, Make your kid be quiet. Mm -hmm. But as a child, you subconsciously adopt this behavior. That's a negative, bad thing. And it all of a sudden, it just puts the plug on all the the life, you know. And so I think it's a challenge as time goes on. And then we apply those same subconscious beliefs to everything we do. And then we get, you know, keeps us from really being uh, open to doing anything because we're afraid of the consequences, even though the fear is not real. Yeah, I think that's uh, really well said by both of y'all. And I think, yeah, when you're a child and you have the innocence of not knowing and then you, you know, grow up and societal norms, I kind of written down, you know, Facebook, Instagram, watching TV commercials. I mean, subconsciously you see all this stuff without even really realizing it and you potentially start conforming to it. And then you can lose uh, the concept of self. And it's something that I, I really think I've 
pretty well, not perfectly, like to beat to my own little drum in life. Um, John tries to get me to drink all the time, and I, I take him up on it like one out of ten times. Um, that's, Only when CC asks does he partake. Yeah, that that is a, a, another thought from Cannon too, who's who's not with us on this podcast. He doesn't understand why, why Craig can bring that out of me, but um, but I think that's a, a good example. It's time for a Rita. <laughs> we are overdue. Hey man, Lent's almost over. Yes, it is. So I haven't been able to partake. So. Uh, yeah, we're getting close. Um, but I think that's a good example of my life, too. I, I played ball through college. I've just never been that enthused with drinking. I do like a glass of wine or one of Craig's famous Rita's for sure. But something that I've kind of beat to my own, beaten to my own drum when I thought, man, uh, could just fit in, could whatever. My dad gave me a hard time about it growing up a lot, too. And I think it is, it's easy to, when you're not convicted about something, to fall into the norm or to fall into peer pressure. What do y'all think about that too? Not having how convictions can play a role and or peer pressure from your friends or societal norms, thing like things like that play a role into, you know, not enabling you to necessarily be yourself. No, I agree. Um, the social media, I think is a big aspect of, uh, conforming behavior, uh, right now for our youth. You know, I think that people, you know, my stepson included, you know, he wants to watch TikTok and do all these videos. And now you see, all this different behavior that kids are doing. Some of it's funny and cute little dances that they do, but you know, there's a lot of people that are getting hyper-focused on, you know, a certain way that they look or certain activities or doing things that are more risque and pushing the envelope. So I think some of those things, um, you know, in order to try to be cool or fit in can be very damaging, particularly for younger impressionable kids who are just trying to figure out where they belong in life. And especially as we get older and we have jobs and that becomes your identity and then you start trying to do things outside the box and your peers and family are like, what well, that's not, you're not, you're a doctor, you're an attorney, you're a you know teacher, you're not supposed to be doing those things. And deep down there's something in there that wants you to do this stuff. And like Matt doing his lifestyle living, he's now living in Highlands a, a week a month, um, maybe going to two at some point. But it's just, that's what makes you Pretty happy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like the joy. I mean, there was a period of time where I was kind of stuck in this rut of like being the, you know, doing what I have to do and you know it was just kind of bringing me down and my wife was like brought me this pillow from my couch in my office that says do more of what do uh, more of what makes you happy mm-hmm. and it's like carving out those things that bring you joy and, and starting to introduce them back in your life and I think we you know at times feel like we can't let ourselves do that stuff but when you do that stuff that's when you feel alive yeah I think that's really really another true point you look at wanting to do something that is maybe a little out of the box and you're like man and I'll, I'll toggle on that point of the dual living like Craig is mentioning here. I have got, man, do you practice law still? You still working? What are you doing over there? You always traveling? You on a vacation? And I'm like, yes. In my head, partly I'm like, man, I got to slow this thing down because I think I don't even work. <laughs> when we get business or whatever. And then I'm like, well, hold on a minute here. Why am I caring about the perception of this or that? Like this is, you, you do only get to live one time. And I think also we get caught up in the moment, which is good to live in a moment. But you can also let the moment potentially define you and get caught up in what the perception of something is or what society would say about doing something. And it can, you know, most of the time it's forgotten after the fact. Anyway, somebody might give you a hard time about something or you might be doing something different than society would. And it might stick out and be talked about, but eventually people are going to go on, live their lives and do what they want to do anyhow. So I think we, we have a tendency to get caught up in the, the here and the now versus the man, everybody's living their own lives. It doesn't even really matter that much anyway. Yeah, I think what you're, you know, what you're trying to say is, you know, you're trying to live in appreciating the moment and not letting the moment and that, that time frame, what is expected of you define you moving forward. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people get whenever they, 
you know, get going in a career like you were talking about. And then, you know, certain things are expected of them or, you know, certain roles. But, uh, you know, whatever makes you happy. You know, if you like to travel, you like to hike like Hot Dog does here or get on the boat like I do. Uh, those are things that, uh, you know, just enhance and fulfill my my life, his life, you know, whatever it, your, your passion is in life. I think it's super important to continue to pursue those things. What are y'all's thoughts or suggestions on somebody who's maybe feels like they're stuck in the rut of life, um, either with their work, maybe the family, maybe they're just something about their life is just they don't feel like they're living their true life, their full life. What are, you have any thoughts or ideas on things that maybe help to push you one direction or the other? You know, I don't know if it's, you know, finding a peer group, a reading something, just taking leaps of faith, some little life hacks. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I would say to simplify things, two things come to my head. First is you got to find it something that you like to do. And I think I have personally struggled with that. I, I love my job and get a lot of satisfaction, but is it something that I want to define me? No. So I kind of struggle with trying to figure out, well, what do I really like to do? And I think, yes, John is right. I enjoy the outdoors, hiking, traveling. You find that it kind of the rest of the stuff can take care of itself a little bit. And the second thing that came to my mind I had written down is surround yourself with people because I do think human nature, you have a tendency to conform to those who are around you or be like that or, or live up to an expectation. It's just kind of human nature, and that can be a good thing if, if it's a good influence. And I know Craig has mentioned several times on the cast that maybe the three or the five people you surround yourself with you know, can tell you a lot about yourself. So those are the two things that come in my head. Find something that you really like to do, something you're passionate about, like John's mentioning, and then like Craig likes to say, the people you surround yourself, I think that can make a big difference. No, I'm with you on that. You know, I think finding what you're passionate about, what your passion is in life is a great thing to do if you do feel like you're stuck in a rut. But also just doing something spontaneous, doing something out of the box. I, for go me, to Big Lake. Nice. Yeah, you can go to Big Lake. <laughs> Wild things could happen. You never know. <laughs> wild, baby. I bet there's more to this story than I'm getting. I feel like there is. He's a little wild. He just says wild times. <laughs> Put John and Wild together and multiply by about 10. So I think that, the, you know, those are just different things to, to spice things up, to make things, you know, refreshed and renewed, to make, you know, wake you up, wake your spouse up, wake your kids up, to shake them up from, you know, maybe getting stuck in that social media rut, um, making them do something just out of the ordinary. I think you're right, and I think that's a good point, just taking a step in the right direction. You may not have the answers, but you just do something to kind of break the norm. And even if your goal is to be like hot dog here and live in another state, you know, one maybe the starting point is just reading about how to do it. Maybe learning how to read change. books to learn. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> hey, you know, cause you know, I think if you're making progress, I think true happiness comes from moving forward does, to absolutely. something. Like if you just feel like you're just on the hamster wheel, yeah, who wouldn't be depressed? I think we've all gone through that and do just to this day, to some extent, if we don't find those ways to take those steps in a direction that would fulfill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also having a purpose, you know, having yeah. a uh, purpose in life. I think that's hugely important. And for a lot of people, they, you know, go through a portion of their life or maybe all of it where they don't feel like they have a true purpose or true meaning. You know, all of us should have a purpose of, uh, you know, living a satisfactory life here on earth in order to, obtain our ultimate goal in getting into heaven but uh you know while we're here there's definitely some work that that we're here to do so i think people who don't uh feel like that they find out what that is or they don't pursue it enough maybe less uh satisfied 
Yeah, and uh, the last little tidbit I would probably share on this is I think it makes a big difference for me personally. Uh, I think Craig's maybe alluded to this, John, too, in the past. Being connected and spending time in your relationship with God can make a big difference. I think we all go through our you know, ups and downs in that relationship, the, you know, being, being completely tethered, as I like to say, to the Lord or kind of trying to figure it out on our own. I think we all go through a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Um, from time to time, and I think I personally can find a little more, feel more about myself whenever that relationship's at a, at a good place with the Lord. What do y'all think about that? No, I agree. I mean, I think that's uh, instrumental, and I think that's where a lot of people who, um, you know, don't feel like they have their purpose, they may not be spending enough uh, time, <clears throat> you know, with the Lord in um, that discernment process to see what, you know, maybe what your job should be here um, and what you should be helping him out while you're, you know, living on this earth having a family going to work and doing the things that we do day to day. You're right. You think if you just like rely on yourself and what you think and what people say all the time, you know, you might get lost because you're just relying on the world to give you the answers, but God, he's got the answers. So if it takes, if it means, uh, you know, going to adoration or discerning, like Steve said, prayer, he'll give you the answers. You just have to ask him and you're not alone. So you, a lot of people feel like they're alone. I don't have the family support. I don't have the friends. Just go to the Lord and ask him to help you. And if you don't know what to say, just, just ask a question and just be in silence and then and focus on what, what your will is and what his will is for you. And um, I think those answers will come and the courage will come to, to take those spontaneous um, skinny dips as Steve would. <laughs> I'm not saying it happened. There I just, you, go, you know, who knows what happened? I'm still, I'm still hung up on this. Let's throw the dial on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of red face though. It's candy dips. <laughs> All right, guys, we have enjoyed the topic today, and um, before we shut it down, we're going to move on to the good old weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. We're going to flip it over, to Johnny Boy, this week. What you got, John? Well, guys, um, last weekend was my sixth year wedding anniversary, so um, I guess I'm looking forward to the seven year itch coming up. I don't know how difficult that is. I have to ask CC about that, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting thing. Uh, my, I had two siblings that offered to keep the kids for us so my wife and I could have an evening alone. So I surprised her with that. I didn't let her know anything was going on. Just told her we had been in reservations. And then my sister showed up, and they were like, oh, yeah, I got the night off. So um, I hit the gas. <laughs> make that a special special evening for us uh it's been pretty hectic the last few months you know moving new baby all that kind of stuff the extra girls moving in with the chickens so we've had a lot of stuff going on (laughs) (laughs) so that was my hit the gas moment try to make it a special evening um special day overall for my wife six years going strong that's a little wild in the night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is what it is for John. Well, y'all know my wife. She's wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's not let him do that to you. It's true. I mean, like I told y'all the other night, somebody asked me at the ballpark, is this your wife that uh, likes to drive fast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's go eat this up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in with us this week. And if you have any thoughts or tips on being yourself in life uh, and like to share them with us, we'd be more than happy to hear us. And if you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. 
Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing